There is none like you No one else can touch my heart like you do This call is being recorded We thank God so much for tonight and Sister Ruda, thank you for that powerful time of prayer and without much ado we want to quickly go into our word for tonight and I wanted to say thank you to Pastor Sam for his able leadership through the Holy Spirit and feeding us the word of God and bringing us even into the image and fullness of the state of Christ Jesus and Uncle Ben thank you so much for that awesome word last week it really did change my life and uh, tonight I, I want us to turn our scriptures to the book of Genesis chapter number 11, verse 31 and 32. Genesis chapter 11, 31 and 32. And uh, I have the amplified version over here. I'll, I'll read. Um, verse 31 says, Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went out together to go from Ur, or Ur, of the Chaldeans into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, about 550 miles northwest of Ur, they settled there. 32 says that Terah lived 250 years, and Terah died in Haran. Hallelujah. And, and if, if you continue to read to chapter 12, we found that chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible talks about how God spoke unto Abraham to come out of his kindred and out of his people. And uh, tonight, the, the topic I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with us is it's actually a question. It says, why did you stop or why did you settle? Hallelujah. Amen. Why? did you stop? Why did we settle? The Bible says that, you see, Haran, Terah, they, 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 they were set out on a journey to enter into Canaan, but when they, they got to Haran, they settled over the end. I, I mean, I was pondering over this, and uh, it, it, the, the scriptures didn't give a reason why the man the man decided to settle over there. But when you read the, the, a few verses earlier, before the verse 31, you realize that one of the sons of Terah was called Haran. So um, I don't know whether it is because, first of all, I don't know whether he's the one who named that place Haran or because the name kind of sounded like, and, and Haran died before they moved. And so I don't know whether it is because of uh, the, the, the the name sounded like his dead son. That is why he chose to settle there because they were headed to Canaan. And then you come to find out that Canaan was where God promised Abraham to bring him and his descendants into. But when they got to Haran, they settled. And and, and I did a little bit of uh, reading and research concerning that place. And uh, what, what, what I found out was that See, back in Ur, or Ur, however you, you want to say it, they, they were they were idol worshippers, and that was the reason why Abraham, being a man who who uh, was after God, the Jehovah God, wanted to move from the place. So some Bible scholars believe that when when Abraham wanted to leave, and because uh, Terah, Terah, Terah's son Haran had died. He didn't have any pleasure in living in that place, so he decided to move with Abraham. But then, he being the the, the leader of the family, decided to lead the uh, Exodus from that place. But you see, uh, the, the, what, what I discovered was that in 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 that Haran too, the same idol worship that took place in Ur was also being practiced in in in, in Haran. So I am, I am, I am being, I, I, I think, or based on that, that which I discovered, Terah got caught up once again in that which they were, they were originally living. And, and, and before I, tonight I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to, 
share some ideas about the reasons why we need we, we stop doing certain things or we stop pursuing things that God has called us onto, and especially how it will relate with our year of a deeper work. But before I attempt to do that, I just want to add this quickly that you see, in our in our Christian work, in our work of faith. Whatsoever thing that we might be looking for other than Jesus Christ, so many of these things you can actually get by exercising your faith. Hallelujah. If it is, if it is, if it is money you want, if it is, it is uh, academic achievements you want, if it is whatsoever thing that this life has to offer, you, your faith can, you, you, you can, you can get it through your faith. But if that is not what our Christian work is about. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it is it is about becoming like the man who laid down his life on the cross of Calvary, having this vision of seeing the Bible says that he shall see the travail of his soul and he shall be satisfied. Jesus Amen. Christ didn't go to the cross of Calvary so that you see sometime sometime to come uh, I'll be able to buy some Lamborghini. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I get to write it anyway. <laughs> you see? He, he suffered on the cross because, you see, he knew that, you see, 2,000 years and counting people, many people will come and will come and believe in him and will come and understand that which he did on the cross of Calvary. And for that reason, we will forsake all and follow him and follow his cause so that the kingdom of God will be advanced and that many people will come to know God through Jesus Christ. You see, that's what our Christian life is about. And, 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 and I am... I am a believer of 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 of, of exercising our physicality. Someone said that this this world is a, is a play of force. One, one, one pastor, one man of God said that this world is a battlefield of force. So you see, and then Jesus said that the kingdom suffers violence and the violent thing about there. There are some things when you are not you are not tenacious in your faith, the enemy will just play play football with you just like that, and 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 things will pass. But so I I strongly believe that. You see, we need to exercise our faith for that victorious living here on earth. But that is not the ultimate goal of our faith. Hallelujah. It is just, just as I said, it's, 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 it's about it's about it's about pursuing Christ Jesus. Just like the apostle Paul said, there is that he counted all the, those things that were credentials to his advantage. He said he, he counted it lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. But you see, this 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 man got got to uh, Haran and, and 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 settled over there and was never able to make it to the promise. God God realizing that they, they, if if Abraham continues with this group of people, he's never going to make it. That. Then the next verse, God calls him that he should come out from amongst his people and amongst amongst his kindred and go. So God gives Abraham a specific word. And if you're looking at the life of Abraham, just one man and his wife, just that family deciding to align themselves to the to the will and the purposes of God for their life, see what is the end what the end result of it is. And we are all enjoying the we are all enjoying of it. So can you imagine if you and your family you decide, Joshua said that they said that I do not know if the, uh, the gods on the other side of the Jordan, the gods of the Amorite, the god of the Hittites, the god of who this and that, that you will serve. But I and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. You see, and through our scripture, you can see men, women, uh, and families that decided that they were going to stand for Jehovah God. Come with me. And you see the level of impact that their lives brought. And, 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 and someone said that, he, 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 someone said that, this, this is not scripture, but, but, but it aligns with what I'm saying. He said that if, if a man in his lifetime lives very well his, his life, he has lived well for all generations to come. And so you, see, you, might, think that, you might think that what what can I, a single man or a single man, or, or what can I, a family of three or four, do? If, if you think that you, you, you cannot make any impact or make any change as far as the purposes of God are concerned, you just take a mosquito, one mosquito, and place him inside the room. Just one night and see if you are going to have a, a, a good sleep. Just one mosquito. And even that is a mosquito. And you 
the child of God, anointed with the Holy Ghost, and you have the grace of God backing you, and God is telling you to do certain things. God is revealing certain things to you that He wants done through you, and you are giving excuses that you, you, you are not able, you cannot do. No. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And so tonight, I, I, I want to encourage us, I think, our, our families are, are, are tools which our families can serve the purposes of God in ways and, and, and in means that we have no idea about. That's why the devil was on, 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 on rampage attacking families, especially Christian families. Because he knows the potential that we carry in. He knows the havoc that we can cause within them and how we can advance the purpose of God if we decide, just like Joshua decided, Joshua decided that I and my family, you see, and until we make that decision and, and, make, and make the word of God the standard for that family, can you imagine, you see, in this, in this chaotic environment, if your, your, God, your, your godly trained child filled with the spirit goes to school, and, and, and meet and interact with, with the other kids. You, haven't you heard of stories where children went from school and converted their parents to become Christians? Mm. We have heard of all these things, but we, we, we look at it as if it is far away from us. It is not far away from us. It, it, starts, it starts with us getting that conviction within us that we can cause a great thing. Hallelujah. And then uh, all we do is that, oh, society is getting worse. Yes, it is actually going to get even worse. And then, and parents are scared that even uh, the, the Christian values they are teaching their children when, when they when they go to school when when they may, maybe they go to uh, live on their own uh, during college and all that they are going to lose it. But have you not read the scripture saying that train the child the way he should go and when mm-hmm. he grows he shall not depart from it. You see, we 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 we, we kind of we kind of lose sight of, of, of the very essence of the word of God. And so we, we, we fail to play our part as God expects us to play. And then we begin to, to let fear encroach upon us. And then finally we become, we become immobilized and we are not able to do anything. And it is as the word of God is not by see, I remember, I remember Sister Rhoda quoting the scripture during the prayer. I said that the word of God is active. It is alive. It is sharper than any two edges sword, and it pierces deep to the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit. You see, so 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 if if we will we will we will make our mind. The apostle said that get get the loins of our mind. If you will get the loins of our mind and say that and say to ourselves, our families, as for me and my household, we are going to stand for the Lord. We are going to make this impact. As for attacking the enemy, will attack you left right center. But glory be to Jesus. The Bible says that in all these things we are more than conquered. Amen. The fact that the fact that is it the fact that the enemy is shooting arrows doesn't mean the arrow has hit you. Or maybe the other day you nearly had an accident. Somebody, somebody said that oh, for me, I don't want trouble. I'll not go and trouble the enemy. Hey, the enemy, if you trouble him, he will trouble you. If you don't trouble him, he will trouble you. <laughs> so you see, you got to trouble him. So that when when he brings you, you know that oh yes, I did this. Well. I know why it comes, and they, even if he brings it, there is no harm. Jesus said that, and nothing shall by any means touch you. So you, you have nothing to lose. And you, see, you, you, you have to understand that you, you are the watchman of that family that God has pleasured, that God has given you to. And we have to be like Naboth. I don't know whether you remember Naboth of the Old Testament. The Bible said that King Ahab, wicked King Ahab, said that he wanted Naboth's garden. Naboth said, no, way, you cannot have it. The man protected the garden until wicked Jezebel said, that, okay, don't be sad about it. I know what to do. And they killed Naboth. But you see, until you, you have fulfilled your assignment here or not, there is nothing that is going to take you out. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There is nothing, there is nothing that, that, that is going to take you out. So you see, I believe tonight God, 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 God wants to bring our minds to you see how how important our families are in this in the, in the scheme of things. Abraham and Sarah they decided to work with God and look at the the, the, the fruits of their of their decision. You and myself we are in the part of that fruit, 
and imagine, uh, and we, 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 we are the people in the scriptures, and we think that, oh, just that was your time. In our time also, you see, when you decide that you and your family, you are going to follow the purpose of God, initially, you might think that, oh, it is just me. It is, it is, it is just me. Oh, it, it, well, I can, I come to faith generation, I go to church, and then that, no. Your, 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 your faithfulness to God and your tenacity in the things of God. You see, it is going to yield fruit for generations to come. Concerning the, 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 the apostle Timothy, when, when, when the apostle Paul was writing, he said that, I am convinced that the faith, you have a sincere and genuine faith, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice also. You see, it was, it was a generational thing which, 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 which was from his, grandf- his grandmother Lois and it was transferred over to who? To Eunice. And then it came down to Timothy. So you see, don't let us just be talking what we say and say, yeah, hey, nowadays, yeah, it is, it is terrible the, the way the world is going. The way the world is going, the, Jesus said that you are the salt of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You are the salt of the world. Yeah, the world is going to get worse. But you see, what you can do is that after the trail or the pathway that comes close to you, that is in your world, in your family, in your workplace, the people that encounter you, they will taste of that salt. Not just your salt, not just the salt that you have on the but any member of your family will come to the place where they will also become effective in the preservation where that soul does. And so that's why the enemy is is fighting, is fighting families left, right, center, back. Because he's not going to give you the peace of mind to even think that I need to do this. Every time it's like you are on the run, you are running health as character, and you cannot even, you cannot even have a plan of, of really, really pursuing the things of God, settling in your heart that you are going to fall off that one. Hallelujah. I want, I want, I want to start start with my first point about the reason why we stop. I don't know, as I said, I don't know why Haran stopped. But you see, when I was reading that scripture, and the Spirit of God asked me, "Why did you stop?" Then He began to 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 enlighten me about some points why why we stop, and I believe it is very relevant to us even in our year of deeper work. The first reason being uh, tiredness. Hallelujah. And and sometimes we just you 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 really you really you really want to you really want to do that like at the beginning of January when 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 when, when, when or, or December when Pastor Tom gave the topic you see the thing the Bible says concerning John the Baptist and uh, 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 John the, Elizabeth and Mary that when 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 Mary got there the baby lived in the in the womb when, when Pastor Tom declared the word something happened in your spirit you knew that. No, this is the word, right? You knew that you knew that this is the word for the year, and that God confirmed it on you. But you see, and then you started, you started, you were, you were so serious, you were so vibrant. But you see, as time went on, and then life just happened. You see, you, you realize that your passion is gradually dwindling. It is because you are tired. Hallelujah. And 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 and, and I have this analogy that I use. You see, when you are tired, it doesn't mean that you should stop. Because, you see, even in our natural when our phones' batteries run low, we don't just throw it away and go and buy a new phone. What we do, we, we plug the phone in the in the wall, and then what, what are you trying to do? We are trying to recharge the battery. Hallelujah. So, you see, when you get tired, when you get tired in, in, in the things of God, I mean, it is not a thing to get tired. It, it, it means that you are, you are, him, you, you are, you are, you are you are partly human, and then your strength is limited, whereas God's strength is limitless. You see, so mm-hmm. you need to plug back in in your source. Hallelujah! Uh, the, the, you, 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 you need to connect back to the Spirit of God uh, and recharge your spirit for the journey ahead. The Bible says concerning Elijah that we see when, 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 when the raven brought the food, they they they, they, they woke Elijah up and said that. Son of man arise and eat for the journey is far. Elijah needed physical strength for the forty day journey that was ahead of him. And why the why and, and Jesus, even Jesus, the Bible says that great while before dawn, he will wake up and pray. 
And then mm-hmm. in the morning, you see Jesus saying to the demon, get out of him. Then the demon is arise and what? Your faith has made you. And you are like, wow, because the son, it's not just because he's the son of God. He also sons of God. Because the man, he used to carry in the presence of God. He, he used to soak himself with mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So you see, when, when you squeeze the man Jesus, what will come out is the power of the Holy Ghost. And then, mm-hmm. and, and, and then we get tired and then, we, we, we get signal signs. Some of us, when we are getting tired spiritually, we realize that we begin to like to talk a lot. Just mm. saying gibberish, things that don't even make any sense. Just talk and talk and make arguments and God's easy. Those are signs of tiredness. I mean, mm. we, we, I believe by now, we all know, like when, when you are running spiritually low, you know that this and that, this, they usually happen when I am spiritually low. You see, those that is the time in the Old Testament, they say that the king proclaimed a fast. You need to learn how to proclaim a fast for yourself. You need to learn how to, 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 to go, go, go on a, uh, 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 on a word diet, like you spend hours in the word of God, and see, as you do that, you are studying. The, you, 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 at some point in time, you, you see, you, you, you feel something within you that there is a relief. Hallelujah! And they know that the battery has been fully charged. Hallelujah! Amen. 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 So, see, when you are tired, it is not the time to quit, but it is rather the time. And I, and I even thank God that God made it that because we. we Men like to be independent and, and we just run around and will not do anything with God. But I see, when we are tired, we will be forced to go back to God and, and then fellowship deeper with Him and, and then refill our spirit with, 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 the, with, with, the, with the fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost so that we can keep on doing that which we are scored as you. Hallelujah. The next thing, the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, fear. Hallelujah. Fear. And 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 you see, it, it it doesn't. It is not. This thing is not just limited to spiritual things in court. And mind you, some of the things that we, we even consider not to be spiritual, they are very spiritual. When when you are at your workplace and you are playing with your work, you are not being a spiritual man. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that we should we should work as as if unto God and not unto men. So it is not just when we come to faith generation or when when we, we go to church and maybe we are we are having a three day fast. That is not the only spiritual thing. Everything that we do in our life, we should have a spiritual mindset and tone attached to it. And so for some of us, maybe God is even staring in your heart to, to go after some promotion at your workplace or, or to do some to, to start some 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 organization or something, but you see, you are afraid. And uh, what what is coming to your mind is that oh, these people, this effort, this area is just it's only white over here. There's no there's no even any black man here to support me. No 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 no. It's not about whether there are people there to support you or not. God said that do it. You have to do it. And the Bible says that when 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 God appeared unto Moses in the in the backside of the desert. He told him that go and tell Pharaoh that let my people go. And Moses argued with God back and forth. He was also afraid. But argued with God. He, he, in fact, he exhausted all his excuses. God said that, no, 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 I'm not accepting it. So Moses, Moses went and then told the children of Israel what God had told him. The people were excited. And he the, what, what, he, I was coming to say what's surprising me about the children of Israel, but I don't even have the moral courage to say why, because we also do the same thing in, in our life. You see, God brought the children of Israel with a mighty, and look, 10, ten wonders in, in the land of Canaan, the last one being killing the firstborn sons of, of the land. And, 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 and they got to the rescue and what? God parted it, they went through, and the people of Egypt drowned in it. Now it's time to go and take the promised land. The people are scared. And let's, let, 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 let's hear what the spies came back to say concerning the promised land. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Numbers, Numbers chapter number 13, verse 27 to 33. Numbers 13, 27 to 33, I read. And that, that's the, the spies who went to uh, spy the land and when they came back to 
uh, Moses, look at what they came to Israel. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. They even brought, a fruit, brought fruit, big fruit, awesome one. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had set unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone, it's gone to set it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that saw it, saw, saw in it, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were, and, and so we were in their sight. Hallelujah. Amen. See, what, Amen. what kind of report is this? Even the report doesn't even make sense. They say that the, the, the land eats the inhabitants. So why are people still dwelling on the land? If the land if the land eats eats up is it that they are stronger than the, the, the land through which we search we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. If the land then there should have been an empty land so that we know that wow, living things don't don't grow over there. People are dwelling there, and they, because of fear, they came and they said that the, the, the land is its inhabitants. Let's go down. And then, verse 14, then all the congregation of Israel raised their voices and cried out. And the people wept that night. All the Israelites murmured in discontent against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Oh, that we have died in the land of Egypt, or that we have died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land of Canaan to fall by the sword? Our wives and children will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Mm. So they said one to another, let us appoint a new leader and return to Egypt. Look at that. Mm. These are the people who have seen God. I mean, look at the wonders God did in in Egypt. And at the Red Sea. And brought you manna in the wilderness. Look, I mean... Okay, let's go. Let's go to that's. But I, I said, I mean, we do the same thing, so I, I'm not even able to uh, uh, criticize them. So, um, but but listen, whilst they were busy being afraid of the people that were inhabitants of the land, listen to what some the, the inhabitants of Jericho were also feeling about them. We want to hear something from the horses' Omar. He said that. Uh, this, this is Joshua chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. Now, before, this, 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 the, the background of this was uh, uh, the spies who had been sent by Joshua to, 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 to inspect, to also uh, uh, spy on the land of Jericho. And, and they, they went and they went to the, the, the place of the Halot uh, Rahab. And this is an encounter between them, the, the spies and Rahab. Say that. Now, before the two men lay down to sleep, Rahab came up to them on the roof. And she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror and dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted in despair because of you. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. The, for, for we, listen, listen to this. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, 
and when you did and what you did to the kings of the the two kings of the Amorites who were behind beyond the Jordan on the east to Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted in despair, and a and a fighting spirit no longer remained in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The, 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 the children of Israel were busy, busy shaking and talking nonsense. Meanwhile, these people had heard about what God and you see sometimes that's that's the reason why sometimes when we are facing difficulties and hardships, we say we do we don't have to complain because you see, that that hard thing that the Israelites faced and, and, and they, they, they were crying complaining crying and crying and crying. You see, that is the same hard thing that God used to gain shame all over the world. And sometimes God will allow things to get to the uh, I mean to, 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 to the to the I mean Someone will say, no hopeless. That, that is, is my English opinion. There is, there is no hope. Why? Because he wants everybody to know that he is the God that rules in the affairs of men. So that when he moves on your behalf, then everybody will know that this could never have been anybody but God. And so that similar thing happened. And now Harlot, the, the, uh, Rahab the Harlot is telling them that we heard of the signs and wonders God did for you against the Egyptians and how he was with you, and then you killed those two kings. And he said that there is not even a fighting for it. So you see, that what God is, is impressing on you, the action he wants you to take, and then you are looking at the people, sometimes the people, I mean, maybe they are state or they, they look so smart, you see, they, sometimes they are just putting up, or they are so scared of you, you don't know. Because God, you see, your, the fear of you and the terror of you has fallen mm-hmm. upon them. So God told Jeremiah that when you are preaching, don't look at the faces of the people. No. Don't look, because see, people have some face that they can make. And if you look at it, everything in your head can vanish. So God told Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. And maybe at your workplace, people, they, they, they can, they show something, they behave some way, and they are so sophisticated, and no, but God says that go forward and take the thing. God says that go forward and start this, initiate this thing, suggest this thing to the, to the, to the CEO, do this, do that, and then you are standing about and you think that this, this one has these degrees, this one has uh, this, this network, and you don't have any. It's not about what it is about. The, the, when God releases a word, the Bible says that great is the company that accompanies the word to see its fulfillment. Do you not remember when God said that any word that proceeds out of my mouth, it shall not come to me void. Until it has prospered in the thing where unto it was sent. I don't know what God has been telling you to do, and then fear is holding you back. But tonight, God is reminding you again that He is the creator of the ends of the world. The Bible says that He, he, he made the stars and He called each of them by name. You see, He is he's the one who parted the Red Sea. And when He says that go, you need to go, knowing that you see, you, you, you have. The, if, see, if, if, if you had, if you had even just uh, about four, four city service agents accompanying you to go somewhere, will you, will you be scared? No. But see, we, we, because, because we, just like, uh, 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 uh Ben said last week, we, we don't, we don't meditate on the word of God for the revelation to get into our spirit. We, 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 we easily lose sight of the, 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 the mighty God that we are with. Hallelujah. So, at the end of the day, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all the ites who were dwelling on the land that God had given to the Israelites, they were all cleared. They were all, you can check from Joshua chapter 12. You can write it down and look at it later. Joshua chapter 12, they, they were, you see, the Israelites cleared God. God cleared them all for the Israelites. And so don't let anything terrify you. God has spoken to you. And if he hasn't spoken to you and you are in need of the thing and it is in the word of God, you believe, believe it in your heart. You see, that, unbelief, Pastor Sam tells us, oh, is it, 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 is, it, is, it, it is a serious thing with God. 
And actually, there is this scripture that, I mean, I, I didn't understand why Jesus addressed that. The Bible says that, you see, Jesus had gone somewhere and someone brought a demon-possessed child for the disciples to cast the demon out. And they couldn't cast it out. You see, when Jesus had finished casting the demon out, Jesus said that, oh, wicked and perverse generation, how long will I, will I be with you or how long will I endure you? You see, the people didn't have faith to be able to do this. So, you see, even unbelief or, or faithlessness towards God and his ability to do what he says he's doing, God considers it as wickedness. Hallelujah. It is wickedness because you, you make him so you make him so little. That small thing in his sight, maybe to you it is big, but because you 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 are losing sight of the God. Look you in your personal life, look look where God brought you from. Or let me use myself as an example. Look where God has brought me from. Way back from Ghana, not even a crowd. Way back, you have to still go to Kumasi. No, even Kumasi, go to Jinyase and go to my father's house. Hallelujah. <laughs> and yeah. then, wh- when I tell you the things that happened on the way before exactly. I got it, the, the night before I went for my visa, <laughs> the money for the visa was not even there. Because, <laughs> because of some miscommunication and stuff. But you see, some way, somehow, we made it through and we have gotten here. So why is it that if God says that now you are here, I want you to move forward and go here and do this for my, for, for, for my sake, now you are drawing back and maybe in our minds we think that, okay, uh, I need to be careful right now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in a, a, a more stable place. But this is what Mordecai told us. I said that if you think that this thing, this evil that is coming on the Jews, you shall escape it. He said that, no, you lie back. You are not going to escape it. So don't think that God has brought you from, from, from difficulty and all that into a, 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 and you feel comfortable now and then now you are going to let go of of that which brought you there in the first place, whatsoever thing you need, and with whichever means you use to get to where you are, it is by that same means that you are going to use to uh, maintain it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The next, the, the next thing that makes us stop is discouragement. Discouragement. And sometimes, you look, you see, God has spoken so many things here. Maybe during during a revival meeting or during some conferences or on prayer line or, or during meetings with the brethren, God has spoken so many things. And in your personal, personal, God has shown you so many things you are going to do. But you see, the years have gone by and then you, you, you see yourself where you are now. And the vision, the grandiose vision God has shown you, and it doesn't tell you. And it looks like they are so far apart. And uh, back, back, back in Ghana, during secondary school, we, we, had, we, had, we had a, a, a funny statement. When, when they had an interspecies and colleges, they said that, like, those people who, who are not very good athletes, you can see that somebody is running real hard, but they are still coming back. And they will the, the, say that, oh, power is now already. You are doing all you can, but still, it, it looks like it's not getting anywhere. But you, see, you don't have to be discouraged. You, you don't have to be discouraged at all. And, 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 and sometimes it, it, it's because of some failings and, and some faults and some weaknesses. That, that is why we, we, we get discouraged at all. But you see, when, when, when God called you, before, before he, he, he started everything, he had, he had an end in mind. And that, mm-hmm. end, that, that end that he had in mind, until it is fulfilled, he is not leaving you. And the Bible says concerning Jeremiah, I said that God told him to go into the the the, the house of the porter. And he said that go there, and when you get there, when you get to the house of the porter, I will, over there I will speak to you. Hallelujah. And so and so Jeremiah went to the house of the porter, and and, and Jeremiah chapter eighteen verse. One to six, I will say that the Lord gave me another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the porter shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the porter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he, he had hoped. 
So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message. Oh, Israel, can I not do to you as this porter has done to his clay? As the clay is in, his, in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. So you see, sometimes God seeing that, no, you are not turning out the way. He will crush you a little bit here, crush you a little bit there. And those, those crushes, don't feel, they don't feel good at all, especially especially when, when, when we are faltering in, in some areas of sins and all that. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it says that don't be discouraged when God disciplines or chastises you because which son is there that the father does not chastise? Is there that if you are not chastised of your father, then you are a bastard? So you see, sometimes God will chastise us and those chastisements are not supposed to defy us. It's supposed to even make us excited mm-hmm. because God doesn't want us to get mm-hmm. to the place mm-hmm. where our hearts are so hardened against him that we even get to an apostate state. So he will chastise us, he will, he will touch us here, he will do this a little, and all those things are uncomfortable. So he, when you are about to get this kind, remember where you started and where you have gotten to, and remember also that uh, 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 faithful is he who has promised, and surely he will do it. Hallelujah. And the, the, the last, the last, the last thing I wanted to touch on is distractions. You see, Hebrews chapter twelve verse one says that wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so that easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the, the, the other one says that looking, verse 2 says, looking, I like the amplified verse, it says that looking away from all things that will distract us, let us look unto Jesus. And you see, there are, there are a million and one things that will distract, that, that can distract us people. And the enemy is, um, uh, he's called the, the, the what? The old white serpent. He has been here for a long time. He knows the strength he will pull to distract you. So you see, what, 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 what are we going to do then? What we are going to do is to set our gaze, just like Pastor Sam says, set our gaze on Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Because you see, there are so many things. If you, are, if you want to say, oh, this decided, that discussion, we are not going to finish today. But the, the one thing to counteract all those things is to, to have a set target, something we are targeting on. And, and an example I'll give is, is one time I was listening to uh, Bishop Oedipo and he was trying to explain how when they were kids, they used to catch a rat. Uh, and then initially, they wouldn't be able to catch any single rat because when they, they poke the hose with, with the fire or whatever thing, the rats come and each of them goes in a different direction. By the time they realize they are, they are busy and then they couldn't catch anything, so they came up with a plan. And the plan was that they will just follow one rat, one rat like that. Everywhere we go, they will follow it. And that was how now they could catch rats. So you see, when your gaze is on some one particular thing, and now we are we are fortunate, our gaze, the Bible says that it should be on the altar and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says that he endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. But yes, he was able to make it. You see, they came with different things, different strategies. But see, the man was so focused on that which was laid in, in front of him. Just like the apostle Paul said, he said that I, I do not count myself to have apprehended that. But this one thing I do, he said that forgetting those things which are behind that. You see, it doesn't matter how long you have missed it or, or what has kept you back until now. But you see, if you will do this one thing that the Apostle Paul also did, he said that I, I, I press on towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And I want you to know that you see, there is a price for the high calling of Christ Jesus upon your life. Christ Jesus didn't die for you just just because you you just for you to live the, the the American dream. No, it is more than that. It is an eternal issue at stake. And you see, if you will set our mind and our gaze on Christ Jesus and pursue those things, just as the Apostle Paul said, he said that let us set our hearts on things above. If we set our hearts on these things and pursue hard after them, that is the only way we are immune from this destruction. Other than that, if there is at least one or two that will catch you. Those distractions, 
Because he, that I said, the enemy is an old white serpent experienced in dealing with men. So see, unless we set our gaze on Jesus Christ and, and continue to pursue him, there is, it, it, it's going to be very difficult for us. And, 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 and some of the discussion, uh, are hurt, uh, unforgiveness, um, bitterness, disappointments and, and the feelings of it and, and touching a little bit of hurt and unforgiveness sometimes the enemy will deceive us to think that uh, the, the, the hurt or whatever thing that we are finding hard to forgive is because we, we, are, we are not going to be able to, to, to get it back or that is it we, are, we, have, been, we have been disabled or doomed for life but it is not true because see, God is a restorer, and it doesn't matter what you have had, but what you have lost through whichever encounter with the sons of men. God is able to restore back to you double and even more of that which you lost if you would trust Him with your head and desire to let go. And also with this disappointment, yeah. the enemy is the accuser of the brother. He even accuses God to us. He will accuse you that, you see, as you have followed God, ah, oh, the, what, 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 what power have you got? <laughs> and I will be showing you pictures of uh, some of your classmates and some people that maybe he's, he's telling you that, oh, you would have gone further than this people, or at least like these people. But you see, Peter, as Jesus said, he said that, Lord, we have left all and followed you. And Jesus said that, very, very, I say unto you, there is nobody who has left mother, father, uh, a family, and come after me and pursue the kingdom, uh, who will not get a hundred times more in this life, an eternal life to come. Baby, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. Sometimes you feel as if you are, 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 you are being sustained and, and then you feel disappointed. No, but see, the child of God can never be disappointed. You know why? Because Romans chapter number 8 verse 20, they say that we know that all things work together for the good, for them that love God, who are the called according to his favor. So you see, if in a particular instance, it feels like you have lost something, you, you, you have lost the bargain, or something you, 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 you didn't come you, you came on a, on a short exit no it is not true you see you just be, be faithful and be patient and see God work out things for your advantage it might not happen tomorrow or it might not happen the day after but you see, it will surely happen and then the, as, as the son said they said that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Israel we, we, were, we were like men that do and then men said that the Lord has been good to us. All men will see and know that your your faithfulness in the house of God. Your, your, and sometimes you do things that even nobody knows about. Maybe at midnight the, the, the Holy Spirit is going to you have to pray to do this, to fast for people, to 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 visit, to do this. And nobody knows about it. Don't don't worry. Jesus said that when the left does this, don't let the right see it. When you do all these things. You see, the time of the Lord's visitation, the time of the Lord, the, 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 the Lord moving in your life. And that's how come uh, the people talk about the suddenness of God. You see, all of a sudden this happened, but they don't know what you were enjoying behind the scenes. So, you see, there is nothing that should let you stop. Stop moving and stop pursuing the things that God is calling you to do. God has laid on your heart to do, either in your work of faith or maybe professionally, academically, whatsoever it is that is that, that is uh, trying to hold you back. I, I, I know there are marriage of other things that might be stopping about you. The conclusion is, you see, if God has laid a thing on your heart and if God says that do something, know for sure that you have God's back in heaven's or heaven's stamp on whatsoever it is. It doesn't matter what might be standing in your way. And finally, I want to end with this. In the book of John chapter number 9 verse 5, you see, Jesus said, said that, are there not 12 hours in a day? Hallelujah. Um, um, I just wanted to read this scripture quickly. John in the book of John, chapter number 9, verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man, no man can work. That is the reason why we cannot be, 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 be slowing down and we cannot be stopping. And some of us, we have not stopped 
we are actually planning to stop because some things happened and they didn't happen the way we wanted it. And some of us, we, we, we are stopping. We are going, but we are slowing down our pace and, and our fire and our passion is going down. But I see you cannot stop because you, there are some things that can only be done in this time. You see, Jesus, although he was the son of God and he has all power and all that, if he, within that 33 year period, he has failed to do that which he, he, he did, there is no way that he can do it whilst he's in heaven now. And it is the same way with us. You see, there are some things, I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes they'll say that, oh, maybe you, you don't know when you die. Sometimes it's not even about you dying. It's also about the people that you are supposed to minister to dying or you never meeting them again. I remember one time in, in Kumasi, where I live, you see, I was, I think I was in my teen years, and, and the Holy Spirit was impressed on my heart to go and, uh, and, and minister, and set the gospel with this elderly man, whom my dad used to call uncle. And I mean, I was so shy, I was, I was so, I resisted the Spirit. And one time, I'm like, okay, I'll give up, I'll go. I went and I ministered to this man. Sometime after I was in school, and I heard that the man had the man had passed on, the man had died. So you see, imagine I never did it. He, he, he might have gone without ever having the opportunity to listen to the gospel. And actually, uh, glory be to Jesus, he, he gave his life to Jesus like that. So you see, you don't have time. Maybe, maybe you might still be alive, the people be alive, but the grace for that particular thing would have left. So you see, let us not think that we have so much time to be, to be, to be doing whatever we like, and then later we will attend to the things of God. The time that we have, so the psalmist said that, grant unto us, understanding that we may apply our hearts onto, grant unto us, grant unto us a heart of understanding that we, we, we may know how to number our days. Hallelujah. So you see, our days that have been allotted to us, God knows exactly what he expects of us, and then he has given us the right time for it. So the time that we need to be actually doing the things of God, loving God and serving him faithfully is now. You never know when you lose an opportunity to minister to somebody or to, 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 to do an assignment God has God, God has So if any of these things, uh, we, we found any of these things in our lives, I believe the Spirit of God has spoken to us today, and, 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 and we are going to allow the Word of God to set us up and, and move in the direction that God wants us to move. Hallelujah. Amen. And tonight, we just, we, we, we just want to, we, we just want to uh, lift up our voices and thank God for the Word that He has brought our way. And, and and the insight and the understanding that he has brought our way. We just want to thank him in the name of Jesus, Father. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, O God, We thank you, Lord, for the release And I could search for all eternity long and find there is none. Like you, let's sing it together. There is none like you. 